Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. My name is Shino Akonde from Lagos, Nigeria. I stumbled on a tweet, and I'm just going to paraphrase what that tweet really says. Um, it says, um, I am a spec, AA, O positive. I have NIN, that is the Nigerian identification number. I have PVC, Nigerian permanent voters card. I am fit. I have an iPhone. I have a car. I can cook. And I'm beautiful. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm still single. <laughs> so on paper, you know, you check off all of these right marriage material boxes in quotes, and people constantly ask you, why are you still single? As if you knew the answer. On today's episode of the Faith Culture Podcast, I have with me um, Pastor Shion Afolayo, who is a relationship um, counselor, uh, you know, therapist, and it's so nice to have him on the show um, today again. Welcome to the show, Pastor Shion. Thank you, Shino. Thanks for having me. What, what, what an interesting way to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you, Shino, for putting this together. Always nice to see what you're doing with Faith Culture. Well done. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. Sir. It's so nice to have you always uh, you know, on the show. Okay, so today we're talking about doing all the right things, but still single. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, P.S. Uh, well, yeah, that's Pastor Shun, right? Uh, permit me to call you P.S. Yeah, you know, during the course of this conversation. It's all right. Uh, we're having this conversation because we want to really help a lot of, um, you know, single folks out there who are who are eligible for marriage, you know, doing all the right things, who are like the spec, you know, uh, I just, um, you know, read out and, um, you know, but they're still single, right? And um, that is why you're on the show today to help us answer, you know, the most important question tonight. Um, that is the question of, you know, um, you know, why am I still single, you know, despite, you know, being um, this kind of person, despite doing all the right things as a guy, as a lady, why am I still single? Mm. Thank you, Shino. Thanks. Thank you so much. And, you know, you've chosen a very uh, trendy topic, one that I know a lot of people are on this table. Uh, I mean, just earlier this week, a, a young lady chatted me up, asking me this same question, just simply saying, you know, I'm doing all the right things, but all I get are people who want me to be their side chick and all of that. I'm going to be getting, I'm getting into late 30s now. Uh, what's going on? I've done all the right things. I'm afraid of, you know, <laughs> and all that. Hmm. So uh, it's a very important topic. And a lot of people are feeling the pain in that department. So it's good to be able to uh, discuss this. And I get quite uh, a lot of questions from that. Uh, so, Shino, for me, there are two categories of reasons that I want to quickly run through. You know, I've had to take time to actually put my thoughts down here because I believe it's that important. So there are some external factors regarding why people are not getting married. And, it's, uh, and it applies to both gender, we must say. Uh, and it's interesting. Ladies are finding it tough to get the right man. Men are also get, growing older and older, you know, and they are getting a, a lot of uh, jitters in, about how to, who is this right woman for me? So, um, like I said, two, two, two factors. There are external factors, and we're going to start from those. And it's important to understand that there are external factors, meaning that just like all of us are, you know, are feeling the impact of deflation in Nigeria, despite the fact that you did not, you and I did not directly cause it, but we are feeling the impact. So that's part of what is going on because people have a way of internalizing these issues. You know, the first thing on your mind, if you are in your, maybe in your early thirties or late thirties as a young lady, or you are getting to 40 as a young man is that something must be wrong with me. 
a lot of people are fully convinced that something is simply wrong with them. And that is why, you know, their younger ones are getting married and they can't get, you know, the right man or, or woman. But you must face the reality of the fact that there are external factors that are that are making this happen. And it's all across the world. And I'm going to give you a few statistics. And it starts with the economy. It starts with the economy. So, Shino, I'm sure you can remember there was a trendy uh meme you know I, I i think it was uh sometimes last year or so where you know somebody brought out data that you know if you started working in the 80s and you started by earning 400 naira and you retire earning uh say you are earning you know 400 naira per month and then you retire earning uh, uh 200k per month you have not actually grown in income relative to dollar because 400 naira in the early 80s was almost $400 in the early 80s. But now your naira income has grown and you retire earning 200,000. That is how many percentage of where you started from. However, 200,000 in uh, in our days today, yeah. you know, it's is about 360 is actually about $360. Mm -hmm. So you have moved from $400 to $360 over almost two decades. So you have actually reduced in income. So there are realities around the economy that has made it a lot tougher for people of our generation yeah. to get married when they should get married. When our parents were getting married, once you leave school, you get into, you get a job most, most, most likely with the government, and immediately someone hands you a car. You get your car, and then you get your, we comes with a loan. We get a car on loan, and then you also get an apartment from the government. You know, you and I know how much it costs to get a decent apartment here in Lagos. So those are there are realities around the world, and it's not just Nigeria; it's all over the world that has made the, the economy has become so tough. In Japan, for instance, there's something called solo marriage. You can imagine solo marriage, and it's not very is it is it's a business actually. People open shops for people who want to do solo marriage. What is solo marriage? Solo marriage is as a lady, you want to experience wedding, but you don't have a boyfriend, so you go into this shop. Pay some certain amounts, they add you a gown, they get you uh, photographers, they add you a bouquet, they have a Photoshop for you, they have music for you, and a few people wow. if you come with your friends. So you, you sit in that uh, in, in the studio, you take pictures, you throw your bouquet, you sing the song, you dance the dance, all of that for a fee. You're just is you are you probably you you are simply paying for your wedding. The only thing missing is the fact that there's no there's no groom. And that is a business that is trending in Japan right now. Guess what? The population of Japan has started decreasing from 2011. Their birth rate has been decreasing for, 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 for over 40 years. Birth mm -hmm. rate has been decreasing relative to death rates. Now it has caught up with the population. So the population has actually started decreasing. In fact, the, the postulation is that in the next 50 years, if they don't address it, there will be no country called Japan again. Why is that happening? People are not getting married again. Everybody spends their life working to feed their mouth. So because you have not even fed your own stomach very well, you don't even have time to think of getting into somebody's life and you know, raising a family. Nobody's thinking that way again. So those are realities. And here in Lagos and all over the world, the working hour that we all have relative to what our parents used to have is enormous. It's, 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 it's nothing comparable. And what that has also done is that it has almost totally killed social life. That's why the only time people have for social life is middle of the night when they go to club or late, late in the night. And of course, the security situation is also not the same. Whereas yeah. in, in the olden days, you can get out of your of your house by 7, 7 p.m. and you know drive around 
town to go look for friends and stuff like that. To do that now, you have to be look, checking your back. And there are areas where that is totally unsafe. And it's not also Nigerian issues, it's a totally it's a global issue. So there are issues around the economy which are external and is affecting how heavily. Another priority around the economy is also the equality, income and uh, income equality that has also happened in, to the genders. In the olden days, the men earn a lot more than the women. Because again, work revolves a lot around your, your physical capacity. Those were the industrial ages where factories are being built, so people are using your muscle to actually earn money. And what that means is that that, gives, that gave men a lot of advantage. But now, work is not by muscle again, it's now by brain. And women are also going to school now. So when men were earning a lot more and the ladies were not earning so much, it, the men had the confidence to approach the ladies. I'm probably older than you by a few years, and then I'm earning a lot more than you. And I can promise to make your life better because I have the money that you don't have. So it sort of balance equation makes and gives men, you know, more confidence to approach the ladies. And now the equality is there. Both of us have gone to school, both of us have earned degrees, and a lot of women are even be much better, both in business and in career than men. And that's the reality. And a lot of men are finding it tough to even interpret that. They've always seen their parents, mommy goes to daddy to collect money for food. That's what obtained. So how am I going to approach this person that is any time store my salary and I say I want to marry her? How's it going to work? That is also throwing jitters down the spine of a lot of men. So those are realities in the economy side. Uh, now, there are also external, another external reality is also fear. Fear. The media has fed us a lot about, 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 about terrible situations going on in marriage. There are realities, but there are, there are also, you also know that the media thrives on good news. So in terms of reality, at least in US where they are, where we have data, the, the, the divorce rate is now about 50% in US. If the divorce rate is 50%, you can tell what's the percentage of struggling marriages. You know, it's, it's, it's even higher than that. That, that would be maybe 70%. That's where we are. But beyond the reality of what data is saying, it's also that the, 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 the media has shown a lot of light on uh, popular marriages that have failed. You know, celebrities who are messing things up here in Nigeria, they're sadly any week. You don't hear of some celebrities who are beating themselves up, who are going apart, who are trolling each other, you know, destroying their families on social media. And all of that is making the news. You know, recently there's a man of God that is linked to a number of our celebrities and they said this, all these ladies have been sleeping with this man. But nobody knows the truth. I'm not there with you. We also have issues even around the world. Look at someone like Bill Gates, 27 year old marriage a marriage that has given a lot of uh, uh, hope and a lot of uh, advancement around the world in terms of how they've contributed their money to resolve issues. All of those things have, has, has, made, has, has, has pushed a lot of fear into single people's minds okay. about the concept of marriage. The only problem is that when two people come together and they kiss themselves and they're having a good time in their marriage, it doesn't make the news. So. Most people just think that marriage is just a messy affair. That's why you find some of the most celebrated celebrities, even in football, likes of Messi, Ronaldo, they are not married. They all they have are partners and they have their children. Because what does that say to you? And those are the people who young people follow the most. Those are the models. What does that say to you in an average mind? This marriage thing is just a joke. Don't bother yourself. If Messi can become the best footballer in the year without marriage, if Ronaldo can be earning the money anyway without marriage, why do I need to disturb myself about marriage? That's the message that he didn't send out. So there's a fear being pushed by marriage and that's plus, that's plus that has fostered a lot of hearts about marriage. 
Beyond that, let me quickly wrap up because I know we don't have all the time. Now, yeah. there are personal reasons. Those are external reasons. There are also personal reasons that people have. And I'm also speaking here as someone who has canceled singles for many years. One of the reasons I've said, I've found that a lot of people uh, don't get married when they are supposed to get married or when you know they remain single into their late 30s and into their 40s. Part, part of the reason is also lack of self-esteem and self-confidence. You know, if you and I enter a room full of single people, just by interacting and reading the room, we can probably guess who in that room will likely get married before others. Because human beings emit energy. That's, that's, that's the reality. Human beings emit energy. The who you are will eventually come out. So when people lack confidence in themselves, when you are not in love with themselves, it will be tough to, for you to get a lover. That's true. If you don't love yourself, because ultimately you are the one that will take the world how to treat you. So if you, do, if you are not in love with yourself, if you are not confident of yourself, if you do not have a good image of yourself, it will, uh, you, you are passing that message to everyone around you. And it's going to affect who will walk up to you about marriage and who will not walk up to you about marriage. So self-confidence is also a major issue that a lot of people have. Another issue that people have is lack of mental health and wholeness. Because sometimes you will find someone who is confident, who has the personality, maybe they are outgoing and all of that. And people look at them, they dress well, they smell nice, they have everything together. But when people come close, closer a bit to them and they're trying to get to know them to probably see the probability for relationship that can go into marriage, they find a lot of dirtiness. They find that this is a fine car with a very weak engine. The body is fine, the container is fantastic. And by that, I'm not even speaking to just their physical body. I'm speaking to their personality. They, they speak right, they speak confidently, they are knowledgeable, they are sharp, and all of that to their together in terms of the container. But when you get closer, you find that this person is totally messed up on the inside, which speaks to lack of healing and wholeness. And I've seen how people will go from relationship to relationship to relationship, and they will keep meeting exactly the same thing across four or five different relationships, and none will lead to marriage. So lack of wholeness and health is also another reason why a lot of people don't get married. Another reason, two more reasons or three more reasons here, religious mindset of not selling yourself is also another reason. And this applies a lot to Christians. See, guys, when you have a target in the office and they say, you must achieve this target, you know what to do. You put on your best suits. You put on your nice tie. You clean up your car. You brush up your English language. You use the nice perf and enter those offices to have those conversations, to make those presentations. You knock those doors and you keep knocking. I know people work on deals for years. Yes, just one deal and they keep knocking the same door until they get the, the, the deal. When it comes to marriage, there is something that tells us, especially Christians, that don't worry, God will do it. Just sit in your corner. Don't go anywhere. Just be pressing phone in your room. You don't know anybody. You don't go anywhere. You don't look like anybody who wants to talk to you. you, you some people, they, they will dress anyhow and say, it's God sees my heart. I have a good heart. <laughs> it's, it's not God you are going to marry. <laughs> Man, God is the one who looks at the heart. Before That's men will also we even ask you about your heart, they must see something that will even attract them first. So sometimes we are not, we, we are too religious. And sometimes people even connect selling yourself to being 
promiscuous or being bad or being a bad girl or being a, being a bad guy. And we can't even, sometimes people are not able to make the separation because there's a, there, 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 are, there, are, there are extremes to this thing that we mustn't go to when you need to have, when you need to expose yourself or get into some bad gangs or get into uh, some, some uh, uh, you know, unscrupulous positions to, to, to just because you're looking for husband or wife. That, that's not what we're talking about because you won't do that to get this in the office. So there are things to do about selling yourself that sometimes we are just too religious. Then the, the second to the last one is not being strategic in terms of how you network and in terms of how you manage even your age. This is what I mean. As a lady, for instance, I know ladies, you are in your mid twenties and all the boys are toasting you. And you keep telling all of them, oh, I, just, I want to focus on my career now. I just want to focus on my this now. Okay, so you focus on your career, you are now 40. Is that the time that you now want to be looking for husband? So sometimes people are just not wise in that, how they manage this thing. You know, there's a right time for everything. There's yes, a time yes. when your market is selling. Don't, don't say spend that if you know you really want to get married. Because I put it say, I don't want to get married. And it's okay if in your 20, 25, 26, you just you push everybody away and you want to focus on your career. But when you know that marriage is part of what you want to experience in your life, there's a right time to make that happen. There's a right time to position yourself. There's a right time to, to get into networks that can make that happen. Part of this is also, I've seen people who say, oh, I don't do church boys. Or I don't do church girls. Meanwhile, you don't go to any other place apart from this church. You go to work, you go to church, you come back, you don't go to club, you don't go to mosque, you don't go to shrine, but you don't do church girls and you don't do church boys. So which is it mosque boy or mosque girl are going to do the mosque that you don't go or shrine or club that you don't go? So people have, I've also seen people, you are living here in Nigeria and people will tell me, oh, Pastor Shell, my own husband is white person I want to marry. I'm telling you, and they are serious, they're not joking. But you are here in Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> what are your chances <laughs> of meeting a white person? I've seen people who say, it's Korean, I want to marry, and I'm serious. They, and they are serious about it. And I'm like, you're joking. They're going to stay on this us for a very long time. I've seen people who say, I can't marry my colleague. I can't marry anybody in the office. Meanwhile, you have a job where you spend 12 hours in the office. The only other hour you spend, you spend it at home to go and sleep. You fly around the country based on your job. You don't have strong connection with church or any other place. It is that job that where you spend your life, but you are totally blind because we are in the office. The people mm -hmm. you are going to meet in church, are they not in offices in some other places? But you've canceled all the people around you just because we are in the office. I can't do office runs. Who says? <laughs> Who says? So sometimes people are just not strategic enough. And the last one for me is some people are looking for perfection. Hmm. Immediately you date someone, you notice something, yeah, you, you check that. No, no, I can't deal with that. Ah, no, 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 I don't have time for rubbish. You will wait until Jesus will come back because he's the only <laughs> other, he's the only perfect person in this world. You, what you need to tell yourself is what are the deal breakers? What are the things I can't cope with? And yeah. if you have not matured enough to be able to cope with some level of imperfection, you are not ready for marriage. If, you, if your wife or husband has to be perfect for you to be happy in marriage, you're not ready for marriage. They are simply not ready because perfection is a mirage. It doesn't exist anywhere. Let me stop there. Wow, <laughs> this this has been very insightful for me. And if you are just um, you know listening or you just came across this um, 
podcast, we've been talking about, you know, you doing all the writings and you're still seeing what could be the reasons. And I've been speaking with um, Pastor Shion Wafalayo, who has been, you know, helping us on this important conversation. All right. So, uh, you know, P.S., uh, this is very interesting. And I mean, listening to you, even though I, I'm married, I mean, I just feel this, these are actually real things that... Yeah, you know, we got to marry finally. Possibly. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are things that could potentially actually cause delay for some persons. And, and, and it's, an, it's an eye-opener, really. Uh, and I know that anyone listening is, is, is actually just ginger to do the right things. But I'm just going to ask you, um, you know, this um, PS. Let's talk about, um, you know, self-love, right? Mm. It, it's, it's important that, um, you know, people, you know, we've talked about wholeness, you know, love yourself. Uh, I, mean, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of relationship experts talk about that, you know, being whole, love yourself and all that. Uh, what do you have to say about, you know, institution by someone, you know, loving himself or herself could be a potential reason to, you know, to not being, you know, to to not having a successful relationship or to not enjoying, you know, their relationship. I don't know if you understand what I mean. I think I understand uh, because the concept of self-love is one that has gained a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, attention and is trending, you know. And I think the idea of self-love started trending a couple of years ago when the world started experiencing some level of trauma. I think it started with, you know, where the world was expressing a lot of trauma from terrorism, you know, because some of these things you can't disconnect from them. Even, even if it's happening in Pakistan, you're in Nigeria, you're watching the news and trust me, it's affecting you. And of course, the economic squeeze and, and all of that as well. So the, the, issue, the, the, the issue with self-love for me is that there is a very thin line between self-love and selfishness. Hmm. There's a very thin line between self-love and self. And when you move into selfishness, you've moved into uncharted waters, dangerous waters. That's the truth. And, and, and really, yes. And these are also people who have also been obsessed with being single. You know, they've been single for yes, exactly. And and now, you know, they want to get into a relationship, right? But they want to stop that self-obsession. But it's yeah. now difficult. How, how would you help them? So, so, so that's the issue. You need to first of all realize that you've been on the wrong path. And you need to redefine your idea of self-love. See, Chino, this is what I'm saying. Many people, when they think of self-love, many people think that the ideal life is that life where you wake up and you put your leg on the best uh, rug in the world. Uh, there's coconut waiting. Someone hands you a coconut and you sip water from that coconut. And there's a nice horse waiting for you to jump on it to take you around, you know, as you try to wake up. And there are maids and <laughs> people ready to bath for you if, if you want them to bath for you practically. And you just don't leave your finger and somebody needs to even hold your hold your nose for you to breathe. You know, that kind of that kind of life, you know. And you say somebody's just living the life. Many people's idea of a good life, that's what they have in their mind. And they say, oh. The ultimate life is that kind of life where you know, I'm just I'm just playing joy. Everything is just perfect for me. I'm just enjoying myself. So any so because people hold that as an ideal, anything that sort of threatens that in their life, they, they wall it out. And that's what they call self-love. Say, ah, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm pampering myself. I'm taking care of myself. I'm focusing on myself. I'm loving myself I'm, and all of that. 
What people don't know is that human beings were not created for that life. That's not the life we're created for. And you cannot have the best life living like that. You can't. <laughs> you can't. See, we live our best life when we contribute to other people, when we impact other lives, when we make something better for someone, when we connect with someone, we take care of them. That is, there's a level of fulfillment you get from that. You won't get it living that other life. That life of saving coconuts will not give it to you. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a kind of happiness and satisfaction and fulfillment that you get from being a blessing to other people, for, being, for, 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 for helping other people, for, for making life better for others. You can't get that happiness and satisfaction by living this other kind of life that is centered only on yourself. That's the only issue. And that's what most people define as self-love. Now, we need to be healthy. We need to be taken care of. God has not designed us for suffering. That's not what I'm saying at all. We need to at least have the minimum to be able to live a good life, have the money to buy the things we need to buy, have the peace of mind to be able to engage and be, able, and be a blessing to other people. We need good health. And sometimes we need to check out and go and rest somewhere and drink the coconut water and enjoy ourselves and all of that. So I'm not knocking that as, but that is not the ideal life. The great life is that the, the best life for us is that life that is lived in service of others. And when you have, if, when you have defined yourself love like that and you're trying to get into marriage, it's gonna be trouble. And that part of what is breaking marriages because people go into marriage still holding that ideal as the life they are looking forward to living. That's the only reason some people are working. They are working so that one day you can stop working and be living beside the beach somewhere in Barbados or, or Morocco or somewhere around the world and just be enjoying yourself and just wall yourself off all the issues of this life. So that's where that's that's some people's mindset. You cannot have a good marriage holding that kind of life. Marriage is not for someone who has embraced because that's selfishness. And that's not how God designed us. <laughs> Some people, I'm sure, some people are listening and say, this guy, it's because you don't have the money. <laughs> That's what some people will be saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. But see, check out the people. Look at someone like Bill Gates. See the trouble he's putting himself to through COVID-19. People are still accusing him. He's the one that started it and all of that. And this guy is busy jumping up and down, making presentations, spending his own money. I, I watched uh, Bill Gates' um, uh, uh, story on Netflix. And I, I watched what he had to go through to eradicate polio in this, even in Nigeria. He had to triple, not, no, quadruple his, his, his pledge to that project. His initial pledge was 100 billion. When they came back to him to say, this is what this project will actually take, they told him that, well, because you pledge 100 billion, if you can just double it. And he told them, he said, we, if I double it, will you get it done? They said, we will try. What did he do? He multiplied it by four. He converted 400 billion. He traveled to Nigeria. So he didn't just sign somewhere and just wrote a check. He came to this country and sat with the chiefs in, in, in the most affected part of this nation. Sat with all the emirs and all that. The pictures were there, the videos were there. They practically had to redesign the map of this country just for that project. Mm. He could have said, what's my problem with Nigeria? <laughs> I wanted to enjoy the rest of my life forever. But you understand. Yeah. They understand that that's not the life. So. Let me, let's not digress, but 
if you find yourself in that, the first, the first thing you need to do is to, first of all, redefine your ideal life and understand that your ideal life is lived in contribution to others. And one specific action I can recommend is this, go and look for opportunity to live that life of contribution. Go and look for opportunity to contribute without something coming back to you. See, it is unconditional love that can make marriage work. That kind of love where you keep giving and giving without receiving back. Yeah. That's the love that can make marriage work. Anyone who has not mastered the practice of such lifestyle will struggle in marriage. So look for an opportunity to contribute without collecting anything back. Go to your church. Look for the toughest departments. Go and volunteer there. Where people will rubbish you. They don't know you as MD or whatever title you carry in your office. Where they will rubbish you. Where they will People will attack you. Some of the things you are likely going to get in marriage, you will get it. Serving other people free of charge. People That's will be true. impatient on you. They will blame you. Your boss in the in that department will see that they're not paying you. They will still hold you up to some certain standard. Those are things that you can do to practically prepare yourself and remove yourself from this kind of life where you saw self-love, self-love. It will keep you single for a long time. And that's even better. Worst part is that you enter married with that mindset and your marriage is going to be in trouble because you are living practically a selfish life. Wow. wow. Thank you so much, um, P.S. If you have been enjoying this episode, please do me a favor, hit the like button, share this episode with someone so they can also be blessed just like you have been. All right, so I'll bring this to a wrap. P.S., I want to ask you one question that is always on the lips of many Christian ladies, and that is the fact that um, they believe that a guy should actually come ask them out. Many Christian ladies don't believe that you know, it is also within their capacity, you know, to ask, you know, a, a brother house, you know, I mean, a brother they, they've checked and it's, they've confirmed that, you know, he, he has, you know, he's okay, he's a child of God and all of that. And, you know, they just say, oh, no, until he comes, until someone comes to ask me house, I would never go ask a guy house. I would like to hear your perspective on this as we bring this conversation to your Okay, I, I don't say, yeah, I mean, and thanks for bringing that up because that's also something that can keep people honestly single. I've seen people have even expressed a lot of regret later on when they now see that this brother has now gone to marry somebody else. Maybe that somebody else is even their friend. And they're like, ah, I thought he liked me, blah, 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 blah. Maybe the guy never opened his mouth. You too, you never opened your mouth. And then the guy moved on to something else, to someone else, for whatever reason. So, I mean, and of course, we can always blame the guy. Are you not the guy? Are you not a man? Open your mouth and talk, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's also there, but it's a dance between two people. So, and these are my thoughts. Number one is that you don't go propose to a guy that you don't have relationship with. You can't see somebody, uh, maybe you enter a hall and you struck up conversation with someone and the next day you are telling the person, I, I, I would like to date you. I don't mind if you go out. No, that's wrong. And that will lead to a lot of embarrassment. So, you, you also don't do that with someone that you don't even have friendship with. If there's no friendship, even if you've known this person for 10 years, but you can't say this person is among my friends, that can also be a dangerous water to step into. Okay. But if there is friendship, hear me well, if there is friendship and you have reasons to believe that this guy likes you, those are the two, two those two conditions must be in place. And Hear me well. There are situations where the guy likes you, but there's no friendship. 
the guy I've seen you and you know maybe he's, he's dancing around you and Boris if he's still new you don't know much about this guy you haven't known him for that long but he's dancing around you he's sending you text message he's chatting you up he's trying to get to know you and checking up on you and stuff like that but you believe that ah, and then you feel you feel that's that's a signal that you can just go to him and say you know what I feel we can date I like you too and can we go out no 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 you may just be jumping the gun the the guy might just be starting to try to even get to know you but you have jumped ahead even if he's sending you flowers or he's sending you poem because some guys don't also know they don't have manner of approach because you don't go send flowers to someone that you met yesterday. So even if he's sending you for flowers, then he'll be sending all the signals, but you know that there is no friendship. It's, it may be dangerous for you to go open up to that kind of person and say, I want to date you as a lady. But remember the two conditions, there is friendship, you've known each other long enough, and then there is also, you have indicated, you have reason to believe that this guy actually likes you, but maybe he has not been explicit in what he really wants. Actually, if a guy is your friend, and he's, in the, he's signaling that he likes you, it is even safe for you to ask him. I say, Oga, I just want to know what we are doing. And in asking him what we are doing, you can let him know that I'm open if you're thinking about a relationship. I think I like you too. I can consider it, but I want to know what your own thoughts are. There's nothing wrong with that. For someone okay. that is a friend and for someone that you know, he has shown you some level of attention that is different from what you will get from other guys. So if those two are in place, it's, 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 even, it's even wrong for you to, for someone to be, uh, to be following you all around like that. And you two, person didn't say anything. And you two did not say anything. And you are not saying anything. Actually, <laughs> someone that you've known each other. So this yeah. is not someone trying to get to know you. I mean, you know, you have a lot number of female, okay, you are married now. You have a number of female friends, for instance, right now. Remember those days when you were not married? It would be strange for you to just pick one of them and every day you are calling this person, you are sending text messages, and the person doesn't say, Oga, what is going on? Because I've seen a dude say, ah, me, I won't talk oh, until he opens up his mouth, until he declares. Me, I will not talk. You are going to this charmer together, you are going for movie night, you are staging, you are spending hours on the phone together, but me, I will not talk. He has not said anything. So we are just... Don't set yourself up for such drama. Ask him, oh God, what is going on? Are you interested? Me, I'm interested if you are interested. I'm, I'm open to consider it, but don't put me on this uh, long journey and then come back later to say, ah, you were only joking. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, beyond that, let me add this. There's also a way you can at least indicate to a guy that you like him without necessarily being explicit about what you want. So there's this guy, maybe in the office or in church or wherever, and you actually like the guy. Try and strike off friendship with him. See if he will reciprocate. There's nothing wrong with that. Try a conversation with him. Try and get to know him. You can ask for his number. Look for ways to get into his life and see if he, if he gets to notice you and also plays ball together. There's nothing wrong with all of that. You're not being uh you're not opening your body up for him or anything string like that you're not also asking him as practically but you are just showing attention and care and there's nothing wrong with that remember how uh isaac did it with rebecca the, the lady came to the water and she said give me water the lady said, don't worry i'll give you water i will give your camels as well as as much as you want she the lady she, she's just a smart girl that's what we are saying yeah. Yeah. so this guy has come and he's looking for a way place to sit. She finds they come and sit down here. <laughs> oh. It's not foolish. After a while, yeah. you will notice that ah, this girl is uh, signaling me. And it will start checking you out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Wow, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, um, PS. So now um, just two more questions and then we call this a wrap. Um, let's talk about this very important, um, I mean, um, stuff. Is marriage for everyone? Is marriage for everyone? Hmm. Well, according to the scripture, we found people who are, the Bible referred to as Enoch. Uh, the Bible said, uh, said along the, uh, it speaks along the line of the fact that there are people who made themselves Enoch. You know, people who made themselves Enoch actually spoke to people who were castrated for the service of the king. Those were men who are going to be serving the king and serving the king's family members. And just to prevent anything funny happening, they had to castrate such men so that they can serve the king and serve the queen and serve the king's daughters. And everybody knows that there's nothing <laughs> that can happen. So they practically, so there are people like that. But there are also people who choose to dedicate their life to God to that level where they say, you know what, because of the level of uh, my, my commitment and what I, the, the, of the nature of my assignment in God, it's better I stay off marriage. You know, we have people like Paul, people like Jesus. We have, you know, a lot of the disciples never got married, you know. So, uh, so we also add that. But in the current days, nobody's going to castrate you for serving any king. The only option that is available in the current days is where you believe that, oh, because of the nature of my calling in God, I need to stay off marriage. So if you are that person, the only thing I'm going to ask you is, is it a conversation you've had with God? Is it a conversation you have with your mentors about the fact that this, this marriage is not for me because of the nature of my assignment? If that is not you, don't put yourself in a situation that may be very, very difficult to manage. We all know what is happening in the media with uh, some religious bodies who have who sort of mandate people not to marry, marry because, of, um, because they have now been called. We know what happens, you know, sort of abuses are happening and all of that because, you know, but in fact, you know what Bible, the Bible says, it's better to marry than to born. It's better to marry than to born. It, because if you do not have the gift of celibacy from the Holy Spirit to hold your body, then you are better go and marry. You are better go and marry. So before you put yourself in that corner, there are many boxes that must be ticked. Part of it is that you know that the Holy Spirit are giving you the grace of celibacy and you've had the right counsel with the right people and you believe that this is what God is calling you into. Other than that, I believe majority of us, we need to get married. Okay, but P.S., um, just please, um, you know, briefly, just let us just know, what about if this is someone who has probably tried all of this, person is desirous of marriage, he, yeah. he or she has probably tried all of the things you said and he or she is tempted to conclude that, mm. Perhaps marriage is not meant for me, you know. Maybe there's something more God wants me to do in my life. Uh, what would you want to say to such a person? And then time is also, you know, ticking. Well, um, let's not make a philosophy out of our problems. No, no, that, that happens a lot. When people experience problems, they rope some philosophy around it. Let's separate issues. There are people who will not get married, not because God does not want them to marry, because they, they, they couldn't find a spouse for different reasons. There are some people, but it still does not justify the fact. It, it doesn't automatically mean that it is because God does not want them to marry. There are many things that happen to us that God does not want to happen to us. So let's not say if something turns out one way, it's because God does not want it to, that, it's because that's how God wants it. No, God can use 
something that is not perfectly aligned with his will that happens to you and I. That's why it says all things work together for good. But God's ultimate plan and purpose is that we get into marriage. That's the truth. Okay. Apart from what I already addressed, we, we always have sought people by the nature of the assignment. There's no, but it won't be something that they determine when they now find that they can't get a spouse. It's not something that you then use to justify not getting a spouse later on. It's something that is clear in your mind based on your work with God, even as of now. You get what I'm saying? So let's all yeah. make a philosophy out of the fact that you know there are there are, there are, there are all sort of things that are not perfect. Some people will not will never get married. Some people will never have a child. There are people who, who, who will desire a child, but it won't happen because our world is still an imperfect world. There are many things people desire to become and do that is in line with God's plan for them that they don't get to become. Many. It doesn't change God's plan. That doesn't change God's will for, for, for us. So we need to be able to separate that. Wow. Thank you so much, P.S. I mean, if you have been listening to this conversation, please hit the like button. Uh, you know, there's been so much word of wisdom, you know, uh, from uh, P.S. today. All right, uh, P.S., your final words on today's conversation. I'm doing everything I can. Uh, I mean, um, I, I, my best, I'm the best version of myself. I'm still single. Uh, what will be your final comment on this conversation? Sir? My comment is this, keep hope alive. Keep up her life. See, all of this story, when you are in that space, you know, like I said, it's easy to personalize a lot of things and believe that, oh, something must be wrong with me, my village people, or something that daddy did, or blah, blah, blah. They are, it's, it's tough not to personalize it. And it's also easy to see that condition as permanent. I mean, if somebody has been from all your life, you are now late 30s and nobody has even asked you out before. It's easy to believe that, no, it's never going to happen. But it just takes a flip of the finger. It just takes a flip. It just takes someone saying hi. It just takes someone sliding to your DM. It just takes a conversation starting. And before you know it, in the next one year, you are a married person. And I have seen many of such testimonies. People who have cried and wailed and told and would tell me, oh, I don't think God has marriage in plan for me. And now it's, it's already late. I you know, people are, people, even people are 29 right now, they are getting jitters. Ah, it's getting late. Maybe their parents are on their neck and all of that. And some people always say, oh, me, I'm already 35. What's the use? Let's move on. This thing is not part of my life. But before you know it, they will meet someone. They will have a conversation. Someone will notice them. And before you know it, wedding bells are ringing. So keep hope alive. Address what you need to address, but keep your hope alive, but don't wallow in pity. Don't wallow in pity. Live your best life as a single person. Singleness is not a cause. Live your best life. Live free of the weight of, oh, marry, marry, marry. Free yourself of such weight. Throw that weight to God and see what God can do. Wow, That's thank you so much. Yes, uh, um, I, I, I mean, I feel I, I would want you to maybe say a short prayer to those who, who, you know, who just probably feel a lot of load on their head right now. I mean, before this conversation, and I'm sure that their body have, you know, have been light, have been lightened, you know, by what you've shared. But they just wanted to probably hold hands with them, you know, and pray with them. I mean, we can do this virtually, right? There's no distance in the spirit, you know. Pray with them so that. You know the worries and anxiety that you know that has always been there due to you know them not finding mr right or not finding you know uh miss rice you know we just you know leave them right now right so ps um yeah over to you father in the name of jesus Amen. lord we thank you 
We thank you because you created marriage. We thank you because just like everything that you created, it is good, it is beautiful, and you created it for our enjoyment. And therefore, we uh, thank you and we declare right now for all your daughters and sons who are watching and are saying to themselves, I've done everything I need to do, and yet it seems not to be happening for me. Holy Spirit, we know you are the matchmaker. You are the ultimate matchmaker. You are the one who will lead us in the way we should go. And I ask in the name of Jesus, for everyone here under that weight, that you will connect them, that you will answer the cause of their hearts, that you will uh, take them on that journey that will lead to peace, that will lead to mighty fulfillment, that will lead to happiness for them in the name of Jesus. For everyone under the weight of guilt, of fear, of despair, of hopelessness, some are under pressure from parents and all of that, Holy Spirit, I ask that you will pour your peace upon their hearts and drown every noise in the name of Jesus. I receive yeah. strength for them to get out from under the pressure of not being married and get into a place of freedom, a place of, of happiness, a place of wholeness, a place of peace in the name of Jesus. Give them the wisdom to navigate this waiting season in their life, that this waiting hope will not dry up in them in the name of Jesus. Give them the strength to manage this waiting season, that the enemy will not take charge of their minds as a result of this waiting in the name of Jesus. Let your peace take charge of their hearts. Let your wisdom work for them to navigate this season. And Lord, your word says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Lord, let not their hope depart in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus, you will bring their own husband, their own wife to them in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the good spouse, a good wife is from the Lord. Houses are riches are letters from the Father, but a good wife, a good husband is from the Lord. Lord, I receive for every single one of them their own good spouse, their good husband, their good wives in the name of Jesus. You will connect them divinely and give them the fulfillment, the happiness, the bliss that you have always prepared and planned and proposed for them in the name of Jesus. None will lack their mate in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Shino. Yeah, it's been an enriching time for me, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure for everyone who has listening on this conversation. Um, this is the Faith Culture Podcast, and I just want to say thank you guys for, you know, following us all through this conversation today. I just wanted to do me a favor, hit the share button, let someone else get blessed, um, you know, let's even hear how this, how this conversation has also blessed you comment let's know how you've been really blessed by this all right so uh when we come your way next time with another interesting conversation that i believe is going to help you on your christian journey thank you so much pastor Shil. uh we look forward to having you uh some other time if you don't know pastor Shil has another episode on this um, podcast you can as well check it out it's titled engaging readiness for marriage i'm sure it's going to bless you you can as well share it with someone uh who is in your um you know in your community um thank you so much once again sir we hope to have you uh some other time thank you shino i absolutely uh, appreciate the opportunity to be a blessing and uh, thanks again for putting uh faith culture together god bless you and thank you everyone for being part of this um i look forward to hearing from you through the dms yeah thank you sir bye thank for you. now Bye.